0: Welcome to Study Abroad Stories, a podcast by the Queen's College Study Abroad Office. In this podcast, you'll hear study abroad tips and advice, as well as stories of adventure, friendship, and personal growth. Tune in to hear interviews with previous study abroad students, study abroad directors, and more. Ready to step out of your comfort zones and into the beautiful unknown? Make the world your classroom. I'm interviewing a recent Queens College graduate about her experience abroad. So Taylor, could you introduce yourself? Tell us your name, major, and where you studied.
1: Hi, my name is Taylor. My major was Family and Consumer Sciences with a concentration in fashion, and I studied abroad in London at Regents University.
0: So why did you choose to study abroad? What made you want to study abroad?
1: Well, studying abroad for me was at the top of my college bucket list. Like, I really wanted to attend school in another country and experience a different teaching style and just like living amongst people who just were different from me, a different culture, you know?
0: Mm. And why England? Why not a different country?
1: Well, honestly, I took the easy way out because I wanted to, yes, experience a different culture, but I also didn't want to have an extreme language barrier for my first time going away from so far away from home. Mm. So I thought London, England would be like the perfect place for me to start.
0: Mm. And so we have two exchange programs in England, one in Chichester and one in London. Why did you choose London over Chichester?
1: Well, I know London is like a huge city. Um, it's a really diverse city, and I wanted to be someplace that was close to living in New York City for me. Mm. So I thought London would be a great place to you know go to school and still have like that feel of being n- not in a city but have city life still you know
0: yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you went abroad in spring 2019? How did you choose to go abroad for a semester and not, say, a winter session or a summer session or a year even?
1: Um. Well, I felt like the winter would be too short, and I knew that I would I wouldn't be too homesick, so I wanted to study abroad for a longer period of time. But I felt like a year, realistically, would expensive would expenses would probably be too long for me Mm. so I felt like the semester would be like a perfect amount of time to get in there experience everything I wanted to experience do some traveling but still be able to you know go home and not have it be such a financial burden Mm.
0: and were you happy with that decision
1: definitely definitely but I would say hmm (laughs) I was thinking about going back if I could go back going back for another semester
0: hmm so in hindsight, would you have gone for a year?
1: I think I still would have gone for the semester only because um, I just didn't know what to expect. Um, but if I could have gone back for another semester, I would have.
0: Mm. Yeah. We usually tell our students that they could do a summer program to see if they like the country and the school and then decide to go for a semester. Like That's always a possibility.
1: Yeah, that's really good advice.
0: So our program at Regents University in London is our most expensive exchange program. And we always tell students that if they want to study there, they have to be financially prepared. Do you have money tips and advice about scholarships and about budgeting?
1: So um, in terms of scholarships, I would definitely say to do your research before you go. take advantage of anything that the office can offer you. Um, I didn't do as much because I was kind of in a good financial position, but I did find out that the um, the financial aid office could provide me with um, a loan that I wasn't aware of. So that was really helpful for me, but um, I would definitely say to do your research in terms of money and kind of budget out what you can realistically afford for it.
0: Did you budget when you were in London, and what did that look like? Was it a weekly thing? Was it a monthly thing?
1: Definitely. So in terms of planning, I bef- the first week I got there, I actually planned where I wanted to travel, um, like outside of the country, and I kind of allocated funds for that. And then weekly, I budgeted my... Um, transportation so um the London has like the um tube, the train station um so I budgeted weekly how much I could um, afford to spend on the tube and for food and that was really really helpful
0: so what were your classes like and your assignments I know England obviously it's an English-speaking country but did you find that their <coughs> classes were very different than the classes at Queens
1: College Oh, definitely. There was something about the um, teaching style that was really uh, interesting and it made for a really good learning environment. They kind of... Um, first of all, the classes were definitely smaller than I've ever experienced. So my f- smallest class was six people, including myself. Wow. And my largest class was 20 people. Wow. And yeah, it was really, really great. Um, and the way they did homework... Uh, It would be like almost how like um, you would have a midterm. So our first assignment wasn't due until like a month into the school, a month into the program, the semester rather. Um, So it was really different from anything I'd ever experienced before. Um, And they kind of did this thing with teaching where they had a lot more exploration and asking questions um, than I was used to. Whereas usually my classes I've experienced were more lecture style. We had a lot of more group assignments, group talks. Um, I had a political science class where the teacher did a lot of um, these games where he would ask a question and put on slips of paper. And then the group had to come up with kind of like a presentation to give the class. So we were kind of like brainstorming and learning amongst ourselves and then teaching basically the other classes. Yeah, the other classes, what we came up with. So that's kind of how the uh, most of the classes were for me, where we were doing a lot of, like, exploring amongst the students.
0: Did you have any culture shock in London?
1: Um, not anything huge, but the one, I would say, was the whole um, bag policy when you went to the store.
0: Oh, t- yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was not aware that... Um, you had to bring your own bags to the store and if you didn't have your own bag that you would have to pay.
0: You know it's funny that was one of my first culture shocks in Paris when I was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
1: I actually um went to boots. it's the pharmacy they have there and it was this awkward moment between me and the guy at the register because he uh, rung up all my items and then they were just sitting on the counter and I was looking at him and he was looking at me. And I was, you know, waiting for a bag. And he was like, do you need anything else? I was like, do you have a bag? And he's like, oh, you're you're American. He was like, oh, you know, um, so we don't actually have any bags, he said. But most places you go to, you will have to bring your own bag unless you want to pay. So he was the first person who explained to me the whole bag policy. It was so funny.
0: That's really funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're American.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: And what was the difference for you between friendships abroad versus friendship at home?
1: Um, I think abroad, uh, the most fundamental difference was just having someone uh, from another country that I could be friends with right away like I think at home you kind of stick to your own groups and the international students would stick to their own groups but because Regents especially was an international school I was able to make friends easier with people from different countries um so like my closest friend her name was Anna she was from Milan so that was really cool
0: do you still keep on contact
1: yeah yeah we're um Instagram friends do you have any
0: tips for making friends abroad
1: I would definitely say utilize the first couple of weeks of your experience being open and just being kind to people, and uh, you know asking people where they're from and kind of sharing with people where you're from, Um, because that's kind of like how we make connections. Like people were so interested in like the fact that I was from New York City, and that kind of like sparked conversation um, right away at the beginning of my experience, and that's kind of how I made all my friends. Just like just telling people about myself
0: wow did you make any friends from class
1: i did i did i made a few friends from my classes and what was cool is that a lot of my classes i had the same people in them so anna she was in three of my classes three out of four of my classes
0: oh that's amazing
1: yeah so we would go to lunch together and it was it was really cool Mm
0: -hmm. now i know that you went on a lot of trips you took advantage of traveling Please tell us where you went and what that experience was like. A lot of people don't realize how cheap it is to travel in Europe, so if you want to talk about that as well.
1: Yeah, so like I was saying before, I definitely planned out where I wanted to go as soon as I got to London. And I was fortunate enough to be able to get to all the places I wanted to go. So I went to Scotland, I went to Ireland, Paris, Rome, and Barcelona. And I did uh, Portugal for spring break, which was amazing. Um, it was it was great. So I would definitely say to um, kind of, as soon as you get to wherever you want to go, figure out uh, which airlines most people usually use. Uh, so for me, it was, um, let's name that airline.
0: Ryanair, EasyJet. Yeah,
1: EasyJet. Sorry, it was EasyJet. And um the prices were so cheap. Like so it allowed me to be able to go to like Paris back and forth for like 80 pounds, which is like 90 like 85 to 90 American dollars. So it was amazing. And then I figured out uh, the train system, which the train system was best to take, and that afforded me to be able to, oh, and definitely, I'm sorry, definitely figure out if there are student discounts for travel. Thanks for
0: bringing that out because there are a lot more student discounts in Europe than here. So what yes. were some student discounts that you got in general when you were in England?
1: Um, The main rail transportation, you bought a rail card and you got the app on your phone. And I believe it was a one-time fee of, um, 30 pounds, I believe, and it gave you, like, a 10% discount on tickets, I believe, yeah, um, and it was amazing, so anytime I wanted to go, like, outside of London and go, like, if I needed to, like, say, get to the airport, like, when I had people visit me, I could use that on the railway to get me to wherever I had to go.
0: Wow, just a note, Queen's College is not affiliated with EasyJet, um, we can't recommend any airlines to anyone, so... That's just one airline that Taylor used, and there are a lot of different ones. So just look into the fine print with whichever airline you use. Like I know for EasyJet, you can only have one carry-on. They will not let you have two. They'll make you pay for the second one. Yeah. Um. So just keep that in mind. So what was your favorite thing about studying abroad?
1: My favorite thing about studying abroad was exploring. So after class, I would just get on the tube, which is, you know, their um subway, and I would go to a station and I would look on a map and I would just find some place close to the school that i had never been before, like a station that I had never got off before, especially once I felt comfortable, and I would just get off at that station. I would have a map and I would have my Oyster card, which is their train pass, and I would just explore the city. And I that was like one of my favorite things to do.
0: Yeah, it's actually really fun to do. I did that in Spain when I was there. It's just important before you do that to look up neighborhoods that you should avoid just in case. Like
1: in any city.
0: Definitely. So that would just be one tip that I would have before doing that. But definitely do that. It's so fun.
1: Yeah, it was really fun.
0: Um, do you feel that you've grown from your time abroad? And if so, how?
1: Um, absolutely. Um, I've gained a different type of confidence, I would say. Um, than I had before I left, just in my ability to plan, my ability to travel on my own, to make new friends, to adapt to a new culture. Um, yeah, I think that definitely gave me a new sense of confidence that, um, I didn't have before.
0: And what was one hardship that you faced and how did you overcome it?
1: Um... I think the hardest thing that I faced was probably realistically being a little bit older than um, some of the other people in the program that I was in. Um, So making friends, and not that I say it wasn't harder, but I was almost like the big sister. And so there were some things I had to say no to or I opted out of, but it didn't make my experience any less great than it was. Like some things I just did on my own, which was really cool. Like I went to markets by myself and I got to explore the city and my roommate was actually close in age to me. So that was really, really good. We were a year apart. So they kind of put us together and that was helpful. We had the same kind of personality. So that made it, you know, good, but definitely with the other groups of friends, the girls were a little bit younger than me. So that was different.
0: Mm. How has studying abroad affected your studies or career choice?
1: Oh, my gosh. So I'm, I've am i been, ever since I've come back, I've been trying to figure out how do I go back to live and work abroad. Like, that's been my main thing. I love this so much. So honestly, like, right now I've been looking for job opportunities abroad. Um, I've been looking, uh, researching, like, what are the uh, – best um ways to move abroad what are the best uh industries that are um wanted abroad and trying to see if it's something that i would like to actually do and pursue so
0: and had you ever considered that before going to london
1: um just to travel but never to live Mm. and i would want to live there like definitely it's my favorite city like definitely
0: what are some things that you wish you would have done that you didn't get to do or didn't even think to do maybe
1: in terms of my overall experience, I wish I had more videos.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I took a ton of pictures, but I didn't have as many videos. But it's difficult to say because you want to live in the moment when you're, when you're there. And it's hard because you also want to document. Um, but I think having more video videos would be something that I wish I could have done more of when I was there. And maybe journaling.
0: Yes, I was going to ask. Did you journal?
1: I tried, I tried, I did try my first two or three weeks, but it's such an overwhelming experience, and you're so excited, and you want to do so many different things, that it was hard for me to pick, am I going to journal, am I going to video, am I going to take pictures? You know, so I, I did have a lo- a ton of pictures, so I was really proud of all the pictures that I brought back.
0: I think it helps if, let's say you're on the tube or something, to just say, okay, for 10 minutes, I'm just going to write down how I'm feeling, what I think, what I'm excited about, what I'm scared about, etc., to do that, at yeah. least a couple of times a week, but it can be hard with everything that's
1: going on. Yeah, definitely.
0: When I went to Italy, I had one hundred and thirty one gigabytes of video.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> yeah, and it I definitely was happy about that because I would just record like if me and my friends were hanging out, I would just record. It wouldn't be like us talking to the camera. It would just be me record talking the experience. Yeah, exactly. And I was really happy because after that. Like, sometimes I rewatch those videos, and it's really cool to look back at it. So, is there one story that sums up your experience?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Um, So, you know how they use the 24-hour clock in yes. Europe? <laughs> so, honestly, I needed to get the app, because it was so hard to catch a train and have to, like, count on my fingers, because I'm that type of person would have to count like what time is it in military time so me and my friend we were in this class that allowed us to take um trips every week and we were supposed to be at a train station at a particular time and we both miscalculated what time was supposed to be so we were like running through like st pancreas station which is like a huge station in london we had on like nice clothes, dresses, tights and like our skirts are flying everywhere and we're like running through trying to figure out what station and like taking like the the escalator two steps at a time in these like really nice clothes and it was just so funny because we were sitting down eating and had no clue what time it was. Oh no (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of summed up my experience just kind of living in the moment and kind of just being like, oh my gosh, I have to be here. But it was great. It was so much fun.
0: I'm sure you never made that mistake again. No, no. (laughs) Now, Taylor, you are a woman of color. So how did you feel being a woman of color in England?
1: I surprisingly felt so comfortable. Um, It's way more diverse than I realized. I've always known, I've always heard it to be a diverse city, but way more than I realized. They have a huge African population, of course. They have a huge West Indian population and having a West Indian background, it made me feel comfortable. The first thing I did was research like where the most popular uh, West Indian food was Um, and I was able to go to that neighborhood and find like the beauty supply store and get the hair products that I liked, get some familiar food and it was just more than I expected.
0: Wow. Do you miss that food?
1: Yeah, definitely. It definitely has like a, a more authentic quality than some of the food that I got from America. And maybe because they have, they're closer to their homes, um, being in that part of the world. So it was definitely an experience. I loved it.
0: If you were to give yourself any advice um, to your past self at the start of the program, what would it be?
1: Um, I would definitely say to slow down a little bit more and take in everything that was happening to me. I feel like it was such a rush when you're first there, you're so excited, you're meeting people. Like my first two weeks felt like a blur. Um, but I would, I think after I got over the excitement, I started going on longer walks and kind of Just slowing down and looking outside and sitting still, and that was helpful. But I wish I had done that at the beginning so that I could really take in my emotions and how I felt, and what I was experiencing, and what I was seeing.
0: And now, let's say there was a student that wanted to come ask you for advice. They're a bit hesitant, they're not sure if they should go abroad, they're a little worried about the money. What advice would you give to them? What, would, what advice would you give to anyone right now who's considering going abroad but might be a little bit hes- hesitant?
1: I would say that um, your fear is nothing but what you don't know um, and that taking a leap never really hurt anyone. You can always gain from doing something that you've never done before. And specifically with studying abroad, there are financial resources out there And it requires some planning. So if you take your time and plan, you can find out the things that you don't know. And most times, those are the scary things that uh, keep us from doing things that we really wanna do, like studying abroad, so.
0: Thanks so much, Taylor. You're welcome. To see our students' beautiful travel pictures, follow us on Instagram, at qc travels. Like our podcast? Consider leaving us a rating. Visit our website qc.cuny.edu/studyabroad to find out more about our programs.